0: Who wants to be a superhero? Erica Belfry once did, but after an ill fated attempt to stop a supervillain's bank robbery, she found herself on the wrong side of the law as the supervillain Princess Crash. Now partnered with Jefferson, alias Weatherman, a crotchety thespian with storm powers, and ironically the same villain she tried to stop in her first heroic venture, Erica finds herself navigating the complicated world behind the Cape, one in which every daring hero and villainous heel answers to a corrupt secret organization known only as The Board. Forced to battle heroes in orchestrated public bouts known as capers, Erica, for a while enjoyed her new adventures as a pretend villain. That was until she discovered the harsh truth. Although their capers were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now caught as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Erica and Jefferson recognize the dangers they face. For this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their parts in this Theater of Heels. Support me on Patreon! Previously on Theater of Heels, after an all-too-brief respite, Erica and Jefferson are summoned back to the maze for another caper. Jefferson encounters a cold reception from the maze's populace in light of his moment of panic in their last caper. The pair also run into fellow heel, Scholar Chaos. From him, they learn that many of the fellow villains who knew about Jefferson's unscheduled rescue mission to save Erica have recently been disappearing. Scholar Chaos believes the board is targeting these individuals to control the narrative. However, before they can question him further, a telepathic member of the board arrives and ushers Spolor Chaos away. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 4, Family Matters, Chapter 19, Projecting Respect. Mr. Stewart. It is a pleasure to see you again. <laughs> Jefferson grimaced as the chrome light secretary leered at him from behind the counter. Jefferson straightened up and met her cruel gaze with eyes made still. Ah, yes. I wish I could say the feeling was mutual. At this, the old secretary cackled. <laughs> you never fail to disappoint. Why don't you go back to your meeting room before you do something that you might regret? And I get to have a little fun. Lightning flashed in Jefferson's eyes as he said through gritted teeth. Fine. Where is it? Still cackling, she pointed to the door next to her desk. Through there. The first door on your left. Jefferson figuratively stormed for the door with Erica close in his wake. She nervously glanced between them as they passed through the door's threshold. The old secretary gave her a little wave with a leer. When the door closed with a soft click behind her, she asked, What was that all about? Jefferson growled. The last time I was here, we had a little disagreement. You did? About what? Finding you. Oh. They stepped into their empty meeting room. Like before, the room was clinically whitewalled and bare of anything save a mirror that was undoubtedly comprised of one-way glass. The only furniture the room possessed were two pairs of chairs across a simple table. Erica stared at the mirror warily as she sat down. Did I ever tell you how much these meetings creep me out? Jefferson grunted as he sat beside her. A voice suddenly spoke in their heads. Really? Why is that, Miss Belfry? Erica grimaced before pointing at the faceless businessman sitting across from her. And there it is. She shook her head. I knew you were going to do that. The businessman tilted his head. Did you now? Please. I can almost set my watch by your tactics. You come in suddenly in an attempt to unsettle us. A successful attempt, murmured Jefferson, who was clenching his chest. Erica continued. Then you ask obvious questions in an attempt to intimidate us. Attempt to intimidate you? Like that, replied Erica. Slap. Ow! Erica held her cheek as she glanced over at Jefferson, who stared horror-struck at his own outstretched hand. What do you do that for? She demanded. Jefferson yanked back his hand. That, that wasn't me. I mean, he made me do it. He pointed at the businessman. Lower your hand, Mr. Stewart. Jefferson's hand lurched palm down to the table. Erica licked her lips nervously before she lowered her hand from her face. Okay, then. Why did you make him do that? I should think my reasoning is obvious, given that you are so smart and I am so predictable. Erica's eyes narrowed. Teach me a lesson? Correct. Control your tongue, or I shall take time out of my busy schedule to impart more lessons. Is that clear? Erica stared defiantly back at him. What is the point of controlling my tongue if you can hear my thoughts, anyways? Jefferson hissed. Princess! The businessman straightened his chair. Erica could feel waves of rage emanating from the faceless man. Erica felt a familiar buzzing in her head as her hand crept towards her unopened backpack. All at once, she felt the urge to yank out her pistol and... The sensation ceased abruptly. The faceless man touched his temple and turned his head slightly. The gesture was akin to someone listening to something. He nodded, and in that moment his blurred face flickered for an instant. Erica almost saw his face. He looked at her, and Erica instinctively realized... He had seen her reaction. The point is respect, Miss Belfry. It would be best for you to show it to me outwardly, or I will take it from you publicly. Understood. Jefferson spoke up first. For the love of all things holy, she accepts. Is that true, Miss Belfry? Not trusting her voice, Erica nodded stiffly. There now! Now that we have established the proper respect, let's begin! Jefferson nodded and looked at Erica as if she decided swimming in shark infested waters would be great fun. Yes, let us. We have you on the docket for a new A list caper. Another bank heist. A lister? Jefferson breathed. Erica wasn't telepathic like their psychotic negotiator across the table, but she knew what her partner was thinking. Since their disastrous encounter with Sleek several weeks back, Jefferson's fame points, the marker which evaluated their overall worth as a superhero or supervillain in this business, have plummeted. The people of Majestic didn't take his very public retreat from their battle with Sleek, leaving Erica alone to face the cyborg's wrath very well. His points had risen slightly after the footage of him helping her escape made its way to the web with Erica's help. On the flip side, Erica's fame points had skyrocketed. She was now on the top fifth slot for the heels. Erica demanded, We're not facing Sink again, are we? This generated a cruel chuckle from the businessman. Ah, no. Some members of the board believe another encounter between you and her. This soon would be bad press imagine that murmured Jefferson yes imagine just then her head buzzed and she instantly recalled her previous battle with the cybernetic psycho Erika was sitting on the broken streak amongst the ruins of her broken robots and other creations she could see, feel and hear Sleek looming over her Sleek's forearm cannon glowed as she aimed it point blank at her Erica flinched and tried to scramble back. She fell out of her chair. Jefferson rushed over to help her up. Are you okay? The businessman remained seated. Yes, Miss Belfry. Are you okay? Or did you see something you didn't like? She shook her head and glared at the businessman. I just thought of something that didn't agree with me. Imagine that. Erica sat back down. Jefferson tentatively sat beside her, glancing nervously between his partner and the suited telepath. I do have a question, asked Erica. She heard the businessman sigh in her head. Yes, Miss Belfry. Will this bank still have the money in its vaults when we get there? Or do we have to worry about any sort of anonymous tips beforehand? Jefferson straightened in his seat. My young protege has a fair point. Even if we had succeeded in our last caper. Which you did not, the businessman interjected. Scowling, Jefferson pressed forward. There would not have been any money to take. I understand your concern. We will guarantee that there will be the usual amount of money in the bank for you to take, should you succeed. Erica arched an eyebrow. Should we succeed? My dear, arrogant Miss Belfry, you are an A-lister now. Your success is not a given thing. You will face opponents who are very powerful, exceptionally talented, and deeply desire the prize money they receive when they win. You are, as they say, in the big leads now. Erica replied, Facing heroes who don't know what happens to us when they take us down? The businessman shrugged. Naturally. Case in point, maybe I should introduce you to your new opponent for this caper. He tapped his ear and murmured, Is the hero from caper A113 still on the premises? He paused for a moment, nodding. Good. Send them into our briefing room. There now, the businessman returned to his telepathic voice. It shouldn't be more than a moment before our guest. There was a knock at the door. Arrives. The businessman looked at the door, and Erica and Jefferson felt his voice project past them. Enter. The door opened, and a familiar voice spoke as its owner rubbed the side of his head. Dude, I hate how you guys' voices ring in my head like that. Erica's eyes bulged, and she breathed. Oh, no. The businessman overrode her as he waved their upcoming opponent in. Princess Crash? Weatherman? Weatherman? May I introduce your next opponent, Sprinter! Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater of Heels after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Erica and Jefferson are shocked to discover that the hero they must face in their next caper is the super fast Sprinter. Although Sprinter is ecstatic to see Erica again, he cannot contain his overt dislike of her partner, Jefferson. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 20, A New Challenger Approaches. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics, told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at Patreon.com/slash/ChristopherChancy. There, you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.